Hi, this is Pastor Don from Perry Hall Family Worship Center. I'm so glad that you joined into our service today. We're blessed that you're part of it. And you know, my prayer for you is this, that you will be blessed, you'll be encouraged, and most of all, you'll be challenged by the Word of God today. So just get ready and join into the services. Service has already begun. God bless you. Okay, well, the topic today is after the fast. Today is day 21 of the church fast that many of us took part in. I'm not sure exactly who, but I will say I had some great testimonies from people throughout this whole three weeks. Uh, Even week one and week two, people were saying what God has been doing. Uh, Week three here is we're at the home stretch. People were continuing to say the things that was taking place in their lives. And I got to tell you, it's been a blessing for me, again, to see people praying and fasting. Remember, it's fasting and prayer. They go hand in hand. You can't just fast without praying. So we've seen a lot of people uh, fasting and praying. The church was opened up for, uh, for prayer the past three weeks. People were coming in and just, just sitting in the in, in this church and just worshiping God and praying and just leaving. And it was a great experience for a lot of people. I wish that everybody would have did that because you would have truly been blessed if you've done that. Now, also, we had the uh, prayer and fast journals. I hope that was a big help for us to go through the 21 days. You know, when we go through something like this, this is a spiritual journey. We're not just kind of doing something real quick here. So I hope that the journal was a good help for everybody. Uh, just kind of write down some things and see, see where, uh, you know, where you're at with God. I think the, uh, the thing I learned in fasting is, is, is really that. Dom, where are you at with God? You know, you can, you can uh, talk a good talk maybe, but when the rubber meets the road there, where's my relationship? Is it deep enough with God or is it just kind of surface type of thing? But we also put together uh, after the fast journal. Now, I hope everyone got one. If not, you can get it back at the Connection Center on the way out. What is that? That's just to keep the momentum going. You don't have to keep the fast going. We just did a 21-day fast. But it's to keep the momentum going. It gives you a day-by-day type of um, topic, uh, Bible verse, devotional. And then on the other side, you can write your prayers, your testimony in it. And it's just for you to keep. But again, it's just something to be able to uh, keep the momentum going. Amen? But I believe a lot of people were praying. I really do. Uh, if, you're, if you were fasting, you probably were praying. <laughs> Because that's the whole key of fasting is praying. I mean, that's, you know, we're not just fasting to prove something. We're fasting to grow closer to God. We're not fasting to manipulate God. We're not fasting to say, God, I'm going to fast, but then I want, to, I want you to do this. No, we fast to grow closer to God. And in our prayer time, you know, then God would answer our prayers if, if you know, if, if in his will. So a lot of times we're, we're just praying and praying. And I want to be honest with you. I'm just going to share some of the things that I have been praying for. Now, as your pastor, I've been praying for this church. I've, been, I've got a whole list of things that I've been going through. And I have my personal times of prayer, personal things that I've been praying for and fasting for as well. But for this church, I have been praying for, one, physical healings. I want to see people in this church to get physically healed. We don't need to be sick and sick and sick and sick and constantly sick. 
We deal with sicknesses. We live in a sinful world. We're going to have things to, that's going to come against us. But I've just been praying for, for healing, for physical healing. I've been praying for emotional healing. Many people deal with anxiety. Many people deal with this depression, discouragement, all these fears and everything else. Um, that, you know, I don't think God wants us to have that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we, we live in a sinful world, like I say, but, you know, we got a good God. And God loves us. I've been praying for marriages. I've been praying for miracles to take place in marriages. You know, it's, it's not fun when a marriage is on the rocks. It's not fun when marriage is, is separating. But I have been praying hard for that because it's so important. Many times in, in marital problems, uh, you know, sometimes I just see it from my perspective. Maybe it's my perception. But there's a lot of times I see selfishness in, in a marriage. You know, they may be split up. They may be on the rocks because of selfishness. And what I mean selfishness is they have not choose to forgive. Meanwhile, a family is deteriorating. Meanwhile, children are being ripped apart. Meanwhile, children will have to go the rest of their life because a mom and a dad aren't seeing eye to eye. I've been praying for marital uh, uh, healings to take place in families. I've been praying for people to get closer to God. This is why we fast, to get closer to God. Not to manipulate God, not to, not to try to um, uh, strong arm God, but for us to get closer to God. And I believe that has been happening. I mean, going by the testimonies that I've been hearing, people have been getting closer to God. I've been praying and fasting for hearts to change. I want to see hearts change. I mean, I really want to see people get saved in the name of Jesus. I want to see people who have the stony hearts to turn into the hearts of flesh that only God can do. People deal with, with unforgiveness that will continue to make you sick, which is unforgiveness, I might add, is a sin. So I want to, people, I want to see people get through that type of stuff. I want to see people's faith grow like never before. You know, when you fast, you're getting before God. Remember, you're not fasting, you're not fasting Facebook to spend more time on the TV. You're fasting something, whether it's whatever, to spend time with God. So it's just something that's going to happen. If you're truly fasting, if you're truly praying, you're going to get closer to God. I want to see that faith like never before. I want to see dad step up to the plate. I'm just going through my personal list here, what I've been praying for. I want to see dad step up to the plate and be dads. I want to see um, commitment. I want to see people have a, a deeper commitment to God, a deeper commitment to their family, time management. You know, uh, there was a handful of people that came through for prayer. We had three weeks of prayer. The doors were open. Only a handful of people came here. I'm praying for time management. People were maybe busy, had other things to do. They couldn't come to pray. Time management. That God becomes the most important thing in your life. You know, I, I, uh, I heard something yesterday. And the person was talking about making God first. As we've been talking, seek God first. That's our thing for this year. And the guy said something. I know I'm stepping over just a little bit of the boundary here. But the person was talking about tithing. And he said, if the person's not tithing, they're not putting God first. Just interesting point there. So I want to see people put God first in their life. 
I want to see people be hungry for God. We in this, I won't say us guys here. Uh, we in this, in this uh, society, we're a little spooled. We're glutton to everything else but God, it seems like. I want to see a gluttony for God. I want to see a desire for God that people would just continue to want more and more of him. You know, sometimes we, we, we get busy. We got busy stuff. We, we all have busy life. We all have, we all have excuses. But I just want to see time management that God is number one in people's lives. I'm so grateful to God because as I have fasted, and Lisa and many of you have fasted, God gives us a word that he's, he's with us. In our scripture in Philippians 1, 6, here's what the scripture says. Be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm reading this verse the past day or so, and I'm getting out of it this, that Dom, be confident in what God has started in my life. But Dom, you can stop it. Dom can stop this. I can, I can get closer to God as I've started with the fasting and with the praying. I've, I've gotten closer to God. But Dom doesn't have to continue to go. It's up to me. And just like you, it's up to you as well to keep it going. Maybe this um, after the fast journal will help us get momentum going. So we are going forward with God. But one thing for sure, be confident that God's on your side. I know some people fasted and it was some serious fasting that took place. Some people did minor fasting. You know, sometimes I shared this uh, a couple Sundays ago. When I was growing up in the denomination that we, we were raised in was that you, uh, you, you didn't eat meat on Fridays during a certain time. And, you know, so what did we have? Linguine and shrimp sauce. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we didn't miss out on anything. We didn't miss out on anything. So it, was, it was really a treat. But my point really is, as we talked about previously several times, is that in the fast, we should feel a little pain. Melanie talked about that. You're gonna, you should feel a little pain. Almost like no pain, no gain, as they would say. You have to, it, has to be, it had to be inconvenience to you. But that's what God wants, to drive us closer to him. I know many times I went to God and said, God, I need strength right now. I need strength. Give me through this day. So, you know, be assured that God's on our side. And he's the one who'll carry us through for victory in him. But in saying that, many of you had, have gained a lot of ground. Whether it was smoking, whether it was Facebook. Facebook was a big one. A lot of people were, were, uh, were boycotting Facebook. Some people coffee, food, different things like that. And um, the reason why you have to fast that because you realize it was a priority in your life. What happened? It, it kind of took over your, your time with the Lord. Well, we opened up the door. Way back when, we might have opened up the door 
I shared my time with Facebook over a year ago when, when I felt like I had an, a, a problem going on. You open up the door. Next thing you know, I'm five, watching five minutes of Facebook. I'm on it for 10 minutes. I'm on it for 15. I'm on it for 20, 30 minutes. And then I get into my prayer time. Well, the, I allowed the devil to come in and took real estate. You understand what I'm saying? He took some property in my head. I'm using figuratively speaking. But then you go into a fast and then you evict them. You know what I'm saying? You evict them. You say, okay, okay, devil, I'm holding off on eating certain foods. I'm holding off on coffee. A lot of people boycott a coffee. I'm holding off with smoking. Now, I'm hoping that everybody begins to see that there was a spiritual battle taking place during your fast. That first week was pretty tough. And I believe that after you got through the first week, you began to realize there's something more than just me not watching, not looking at Facebook. There's something more than not drinking coffee or not smoking. That had me. And when you look at that, you realize that I open up, I open up for the devil to come in. He came in and then you're fasting, then you're doing this, ev- this eviction and it's, it's a struggle. But you made it through the 21 days and you probably feel, hopefully, do you feel things have, have uh, um, cruised a little bit or you know, not, as, not as much turbulence. But let me say something here. You're stopping the fast today. Be assured that this bum, the thief, John 10.10 says it this way. The thief, speaking of the devil, comes only to to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for this thing that this addiction that you may have broke through. He's coming back for you on that. Don't give him no ground. You know, don't give him no ground. If, if you had a problem in an area that was taking you away from God, don't let him back in. He's going to want to come back in. So many times we give back. We give back. We, we allow him to come back in. But you've made great victory. I pray that you made great victory in your fasting, in your time of praying, that you made great victory. But I'll say this in this next Bible verse. In Ephesians 4.27. And do not give the devil a foothold. Don't give him a foothold to get back into your mind. Into your life. I'll say this again. You made great progress in fasting. You might have this momentum going that you're praying. Keep the momentum going. Keep the time of reading your Bible. Let it keep on happening. You know this, this time it wasn't a, a, a goal it wasn't a destination. Hey, we made it 21 days. We're there. That's not the way you look at this. You look at this basically as an ongoing process to grow closer to God. And when we grow closer to God, there's benefits. I mean, there really is benefits. And we have to understand that. I think the biggest thing is when you're spending time with God, you're spending more time with God. If you're allocating time to pray, to read the word, to Lisa and I have been watching a whole lot of um, sermons on TV. They're not good as mine, but we've been watching them anyway. <laughs> but we've been watching a whole lot, and I tell you, our spiritual uh, growth has been going. I mean, 
You know, I, I was always into like uh, intellectual type of shows like Andy Griffin and stuff like that. So I didn't watch any of that. But, but the point really is we were spending more time with God. We were getting closer to God. What happens when you get closer to God? Your faith grows. Your faith grows. You know, this is not a, a mechanical thing. You do this and God does that. It's, that's not that. It's just that relationship continues to, to grow and that faith continues to grow. What comes out of getting closer to God? Understanding God more. I hope we all understand God a little bit more. One of my prayers, my personal prayer, I'll share this, is I ask God, I want to, I want to know more of your heart. God, show me more of your heart. You know, we, we, we tend to... Uh, Put, put our own philosophy on things and stuff like that. But what is God's heart? What is God's heart for your, for your life, for your situation? What is God's heart for the people that you don't like? So this is one thing that we learn by getting closer to God. I'll tell you another thing. This sounds crazy. But when you grow closer to God, you begin to understand the devil more. You begin to understand his tricks and I hope you under, you, you've seen him as you were going through a fast, the tug of war that might have been taking place. You begin to understand his, his, uh, his, um, you know, his, his lies, his tricks, his pull, how much he wants you. Because he doesn't want you with God. He doesn't want your family with God. He doesn't want your marriage with God. He wants to destroy everything. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy not just you, but your children, your family, your work, and everything else. So begin to think spiritually. You're going through a situation, think spiritually. The Bible talks about what's taking place in our lives is, is in the spiritual realm taking place. You begin to understand holiness a little bit more as you get closer to God. You just understand what it really means to be holy. Holy as you continue, holiness as you continue to, to grow in God. See, God teaches you what's right and wrong. A lot of times we will say, you know, you know, it's a gut feeling. Well, if, if you got Jesus in your, inside of you, it's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will, will teach us how to recognize sin. Will teach us how to recognize different things. Teach us how to recognize the tricks of the devil. We fast. We receive God's wisdom and his direction. Acts, Acts 13 talks about that. This happens with fasting. A Christian who loves the Lord, who's, who has a relationship with God, who's hungry for the things of God, you fast, God will give you wisdom. We've seen that fasting receives um, deliverance in times of crisis. We've seen that a couple weeks ago. We talked about that in Second Chronicles when, uh, when the, uh, the enemy army was coming around Israel and they're ready to attack them. And Jehoshaphat, the king, he was fearful. But what he did, got everybody to start to pray and fast. Pray and fast. And when they began to pray and fast, God set up ambushes for the enemy. So a lot of times we're fighting the enemy. We're, we're fighting it. And again, I'm hoping we can recognize what is the enemy. <laughs> you know? All bad things come from, from the devil. Everything bad comes from the devil. Our choices we make, well, he started it. But the point really is, is we can see that praying and fasting can help us in times of deliverance when we're going through something. 
Isaiah 58. I wish that we spent some time on it because this is a key chapter, key verses on fasting. If you remember, I gave, I gave you all homework two weeks ago. I hope you did that homework, but if not, it's not too late. But in Isaiah 58, what do we get out of praying and fasting? We get revelation from God. You ever wonder what God is saying? God, what are you saying in this? Uh, I, you know, I don't know what you're saying. Tell me. I'm looking for something. You get revelation out of fasting and praying. Why? Because, again, you're just getting closer to God. And God is connecting with you. But we see that. We also see that there is healing. Revelation 58 again. Read that. It's only 12 verses. Take your time because there's some, there some um, fancy words there that you have to dig deep to see what they are. But you can see that healing takes place in fasting. Physical and mental, emotional as well. We don't need to deal with certain things when, when we can see we have a tool that maybe the churches, including this church, hasn't shared a whole lot about fasting. Why? Because fasting's not all that favorable. You know? Our, 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 our guts guide us sometimes. We've seen in Isaiah 58 that God goes before us. You got a situation going on. Hey, man, take it to fasting. Take it to praying. You know, and, and just be ready. We see that God will answer us in fasting and praying. Again, remember, this is in Isaiah 58. This is as we grow close to God, and it's not a mechanical thing. So I say this. Be expecting. Be expecting. You know, continue your, your, your faith walk. Continue to grow and be expecting. You may say, well, my prayers, uh, doesn't God answer everybody's prayers? Well, most people should know that answer. You should know that answer by thinking about it. But in Hebrews eleven six, look what this one verse says here. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let me tell you something. Fasting is diligent. That's serious stuff right there. It really is. When we give up something, I mean give up something, not skip a meal, and then we, you know, we have two dinners instead of, you know what I mean? We skip one lunch and have two dinners. You know, but when we really seek God diligently, we can see he, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Please don't look at God as, as, a, um, as a, you know, I hate to even say it, as like a Santa Claus type of thing. Asking, you know, uh, be good boy and you get this. Or, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, speak it and think, think it's going to happen. But you see here, Name it and claim it. That's what I was looking for. Some people like to name it and claim it. But we see here that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we see here, this is why there is a, there is a leg up on this uh, race here when we begin to fast. I read this the other day, and I thought it was pretty intriguing. And I'm not going to read it because it's a whole lot here, but it's going to help me with my notes. An extremely, extremely large church has their staff... They believe so much in the power of praying and fasting that they rarely counsel people. When someone comes up to them with great problems or an urgent need, the standard answer is this. Go to the prayer mountain. That's what they would call it. Go to the prayer mountain and fast and pray for three days. If you still have the problem, come back. And they'll tell you, they'll send you right back again. And say, 
fast for five days and pray. They say very seldom did anybody ever come back. Pastor John, maybe that's what we need to put in, the, in our prayer team here. You know, it's, it's kind of like sometimes we just don't want to put out a, so much effort. And when you got a serious problem, you put out a serious effort. If you got a serious problem going on, depending on how, how serious you are about the problem, you fast and you pray and you seek the face of God. And it's about you doing it. Prayer team's always up here for blessing, encouragement, guidance, and direction, and everything else. But man, there's a time where each and every one of us individually have to be serious about the situation. If you're really serious about something, pray and fast. So why do we fast? Well, we see in Matthew 6, 16. And I'll just say it this way. Jesus said, when you fast. He says it a couple times in them couple verses right there. If you remember, again, we talked about this in, in preparing for our fast. But Jesus, on the Sermon on the Mount, when he was beginning to teach different things here, he was telling them, when you pray, and he goes through the details, pray like this, don't pray like that, pray like this way, when you pray. And then he goes right in and says, when you fast. Fast this way and fast that way. Now, again, we don't like to talk about fasting, you know, kind of freaks us out a little bit because we're, we, we, like to, we like to eat. But the point really is, is you see in Scripture here, is God expects it. He expects it. I heard someone say the other day, and he just put it, he put it bluntly, God commands it. A lot of people may argue that or whatever, but Jesus commands it. You can see it in, in uh, I think that was Mark 6, Mark 6. 16, I think it was, when Jesus uh, talking about the, uh, the wedding feast. And uh, in, that, in that verse right there, Jesus says, after, after I'm gone, basically, you begin to fast. So pa- fasting is a real thing here. It's a, it's a great tool that God has given us. It's a great opportunity to grow closer to God. It's a great opportunity to get to get, know God's heart a little bit. You know, we can make every excuse in the book why we can't fast. And I got to tell you, I think I've heard every one of them. Maybe not every one of them. But you hear a lot of excuses. But if you're really desperate, fast and pray. And I want to say this. That was a wrong statement right there. That was a wrong statement. Not when you're really desperate. We should be fasting. We We should have a life of fasting. We should make fasting part of our everyday life. Or, you know, once a week or whatever. And again, that's, that's up to you. It's not up to anybody else. We did a 21-day fast here. I believe God's going to get us somewhere else in this fasting thing. There's a whole lot to fasting that we haven't even touched base on. But Jesus says, when you fast. When, we can stand at this time here. As we, at this point, have concluded our 21 day of fasting. I want to thank everyone who participated in it. I know people were fasting for the church. People were fasting for their self. But people were fasting to grow closer to God. And so much has taken place. If you didn't get a after the fast journal, please take one. It's free for the taking. And work it. You got the momentum going. You got the victory going. You know, you got the, maybe the healings taking place. The strongholds maybe have been broken. 
Maybe, maybe the marriage is starting to work a little bit. Continue to work it. Continue to work it. Because remember, the devil's coming back to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants, he wants, he wants that old you back again. Don't give it back. So spend more time with God. Spend more time praying. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for each person here today. And Lord, I just pray victory in each and every one of our lives, Lord. The victory of growing closer to you. The victory of hearing you more. The faith building up, Lord. Father, it's, it's about the faith, Father. And Lord, we see the power that is in fasting. We've seen in scripture how Jesus said, this one takes praying and fasting. When a young boy was demon-possessed, this one took praying and fasting. There's something about it here, Lord. We don't understand some of the principles or the reason and why you make it work this way, Father. But, Lord, we just want to obey. And, Father, I pray for each and every one of us to obey in our walk with you to continue to draw closer and closer. And, Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for him dying on the cross and rising from the dead for our sins. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this concludes our our 21-day fast. God bless you. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you were blessed by the service, and I hope God was really speaking to you. Let me encourage you to go to the church website at perryhall.life and click on the Jesus link. This will tell you a little bit more about how to get that personal relationship with Jesus Christ to make him Lord and Savior of your life. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you tune in next Sunday at 11 a.m. as well. Thank you, God bless you, and have a great day.